0: Welcome to Politically Pissed, the podcast that wants to remind you that just because she has a man face doesn't mean she's idiot.
1: Hi, my name is Saeed Charvini and this is Politically Pissed, a podcast about Colorado politics and things that are going on in your neighborhood. I have been working around Colorado politics for about five, six years now and been doing uh, party positions and working on campaigns and countless volunteer hours. And uh, I'm doing this podcast here with a couple of good friends of mine, Katya and Aris, because we're just tired of the situation here and dealing with all this... nonsense in the parties and arguments about where money comes from and big spending and trying to affect some change in our local politics. um, I'll go ahead and let Katya and Eris introduce themselves. Um, Who wants to go first?
0: Hi, my name is Katya. I'm a millennial. I'm responsible for the downfall of Applebee's. I've also been been an aide several times in the Capitol. I've worked on several campaigns like Saeed. And uh, I also feel that there are a lot of active millennials in the process that feel the same way as we do. Eris?
2: Uh, I'm Eris Smalllock, and I am a, I don't know what I actually did at the Capitol. I think I'm just saying, but it, good. but um, you know, I am a former policy fellow um, in one administration, and it was really fun. Except for you know red tape bureaucracy, everybody blaming millennials when I want to just blame people who are older than me because they sit in every single seat. <laughs> yeah, they really do.
0: <laughs> and former Republican.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Former Republican. He, he reformed himself. <laughs> I tried to reform the party, and I right. ended up just uh, reforming myself to being a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, he made the right move. That's that's all we know. <laughs> oh is there ever actually a right move in those situations no uh, no I'm, i mean i'm just i'm now just as disappointed but now i'm disappointed at a different party
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's how it's supposed to go honestly at least no matter which house you're in you you
2: hate it <laughs> oh all right well speaking of houses that we are currently hating like, can we can we talk about the lady who jumped up on top of the statue outside the Supreme Court?
1: Sure, absolutely. I think we should definitely delve into that. Um, she is a local person. Her name is Jessica Campbell Swanson. If you haven't seen it in the news or the media yet, I don't know where you're hiding, and I'd like to be there probably. Um, <laughs> ah! but she she is a wonderful person. She's a friend of mine, and I, I do think that she does some great work around the neighborhood. And uh, it's just you know we we came to the question of you know if it wasn't uh, Jessica being a blonde white woman who jumped up on the statue, what would have been the ramifications
2: for anybody else, you know? Yeah. Can I just say I would be in jail, right? Like, <laughs> I'm a giant six, seven black man. I'm going to jail. <laughs> right. You know, they're like, oh, he's a threat to national security. Actually, I might be shot. Never mind. I should reframe <laughs> that. But <laughs> it it very much was one of those things where I'm like, this is a area where you're exercising privilege and... It kind of is disappointing to see that's what happens when, you know, Lily White gets yeah. to get up
1: there. Well, and can, can I just, you know, put it in context here. Of we're not necessarily saying it's Jessica's fault. This is, like, police and society stigmas and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, it, it worked to her benefit that she didn't get arrested. That's great. I'm glad she didn't. But at the same time, like, you know, societal things and stuff like that. Like
2: No, definitely a systematic issue. Yeah. Like. First, I'm all in favor of every type of protest and being able to do it, especially when it's a non-violent thing. So exactly, And we yeah. really just want to demonstrate in an institution that has now shown that they don't care about the voices of other people. But at the same time, just knowing that we still have disparities in speech in that way is disheartening. <laughs> I would agree. Uh,
1: you.
0: Jessica, you're a kick-ass woman. Uh, the woman in me salutes you. The Mexican in me... Probably would
1: have been cleaning the statue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a fair point. Like it, it comes. I mean, we, I think we've covered it pretty well, actually. So. Yeah. Uh, if you want, we can move on to the governor's race because I feel like this one's going to take uh, a few minutes to talk about. Oh, one. definitely. Yeah.
2: But of course, you know, as we talk about statues, there are yeah. no greater statues than uh, Stapleton and oh, <laughs> Jared. <God. Like, laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh, watching them at the debate, I've never seen two white guys more stiff outside of Donald Trump. Like, I just damn. got, oh, damn, y'all are just sitting up in these suits, <laughs> really looking like there. the Pillsbury Doughboy.
1: Mm, I mean, and it, I know it's a small thing, but Jared, can you can you wear a different pair of shoes, please? <laughs> like, those, those tennis shoes and a suit does not really... Well, I, I have to say it. Okay, that's it. Uh, that's true, but beyond right? that, let's let's go to the more <laughs> substantive things. Um, like, let's talk about policies and stuff like that. I mean, the difference between Walker Stapleton and Jared Polis seems to be almost night and day on a day. lot of things. No, so like, night and day. I mean, if you watch the debate, you saw Stapleton up there basically just harping back on the one issue that we've all seen been proven false. Essentially, like there there is an accusation that Jared did push the lady, but she was stealing from him. And I mean, I don't know. What do you guys I, think? I
2: don't, you know. Even beyond, they have the whole question, both with their um, past and their actual criminal rap sheets, which we hold against other politicians, you know, with different weights. But, I mean, the guy who has a DUI can't promote family values to me ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fair, yeah.
0: Especially... Oh, sorry, got oh, no,
2: You were definitely you're fine. I was about to say something that was going to get me into trouble. So thank
0: you. <laughs> go get in trouble. Best to Harris. stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared is an incredible businessman. He uh, he's about ten years older than us. He actually did start the Adams County. Uh, this is it was. It's a myth that people are. age started the Adams County Young Dems. He started the Adams County Young Dems with uh, the, another woman named Valerie and. I don't know the
1: '90s. Well, and see, that's why when we did Arapaho Young Dems, I always say we restarted it, right?
0: Because exactly. there was always a
1: chapter before. So. Yes, but uh, that's cool. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah. yeah,
0: and he, you know, he's incredible businessman because he remembers your name. Okay. Uh, my friend Keegan. Does that uh,
2: mean you're an incredible businessman because you actually can remember your name? Like that's well, I mean, I think it lends to the fact it, it, that you
1: obviously have a, a great mind. Like, you're able to remember things better and that, stuff like that's that? That's true, like,
2: but we have a governor that everybody seems to so have like and thought was a I don't, I don't and like that. And he can't remember uh, anybody's name. I mean... Hicks <laughs> huh. H- Hick's an interesting fella, I'll say that.
0: Uh, yeah, that's oh, true.
2: Yeah, sometime, at some point we'll have to have We'll a have to
0: cover Hick <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, didn't he start off owning a brewery or something like that? Like
0: He started off as a geologist and then got into... Breweries and then other things. Because
1: it's a logical path. But, hey, it worked
0: out for him. (laughs) Yeah.
1: He got to sit with the
2: governor yesterday. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if I ever get to sit down with Arnold, I'll be really happy. Right? I have so many questions.
1: Oh, my God. They both got to say the Terminator lines and stuff?
2: It was great. (laughs) It was so great. Uh, And I just want to be like, Arnold, why did you do Running Man? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I think his bank account would probably answer that one. I guess. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they paid him.
2: <laughs> but um, no, so okay. substance stuff with, like, we've talked about how great of a businessman that Jared is. You know, there's always that discrepancy with his taxes and whether or not he filed them correctly, whether or not, if he's going to actually yeah. show it. Um, but outside of that, and we've actually, well, and this actually brought me to one point where I was sitting there and it really reminded me of the hypocrisy between the two parties right we got yeah. really mad for at Donald Trump in the national elections for not releasing <laughs> his tax records and then on our local politics we we're seeing this happen with a person who's going to run our state uh-huh. and you know a person and we have a state that has significant issues with taxes with Tabor and sure. all of these other crazy things that we have to do in order to fund the business of running Colorado and I, it really kind of bothered me that one, either one of them is doing it, but two, the selective nature that, like Jared has offered some of, but the selective nature of it really bothers me too.
1: I mean, is it just the uh, the double standard sort of thing that's the biggest thing to you, or is it worry about what's actually in the taxes?
2: Well, the double standard, but also, yeah, like I do feel like if you're going to take an office and you have to have the public trust, that you mm-hmm. probably should be forthcoming.
1: Forthright in your what what your investments are, so that there's no conflict of interest and stuff like
2: that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we all know that Kanye hates paying taxes. I, um, paying taxes. <laughs> I don't think there's a red button American that doesn't taxes. pay, taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but tax. at the same time, it's something we're all expected to do. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I, I do
0: pay taxes. <laughs> I just
2: pay it. Yeah, every year I'm just saying my like,
1: but money. <laughs> money, yeah, put my money. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And who likes paying taxes? Nobody likes doing that,
2: and nobody wants to disclose it. Like, let's be honest, we don't talk about how much we each make at this table.
1: No, but.
2: For them, you're sticking in an office, and you should disclose that. And we should be able to see you and make decisions about whether or not we are going to trust you moving forward.
1: Let's put it this way: though. like if we talk about it's a like Kavanaugh with everything, it's like a, jo- a job interview. Yeah. We're trying to figure out if we want to hire these people for exactly. this office. You know, we need to know how upstanding you are. Like if you if you go to a job interview or you apply for a job, they ask you what you made at your last job. You know, they ask you a couple financial questions, yeah. and then they're probably going to do a background credit check on you too. So I mean, they make sure your financial house is in order.
2: Think that we should get the same yeah. consideration. Uh,
0: this leads into our next topic. Uh, Walker Stapleton <laughs> is calling uh, is calling for the resignation of Representative Melton.
1: Well, I think it's a little bit ahead of where we're at, but
0: I say we jump. You want to into jump into it. into it? All right, yeah. all right, go. Yeah. Okay, Devon Melton is a current representative in the Colorado House um, in 1999. He received a permanent restraining order because of domestic violence against a romantic partner. I'm not sure if it's a girlfriend or what. And then, I believe it was 2008, when he was driving with a woman. I'm not Again, it was a romantic partner. Not sure if it's a girlfriend or not. When they were driving and he punched her in the face. I believe he still has a permanent restraining order against him from this woman. He was elected to the House, I believe, in...
1: Uh, I want to say it was 2012-ish, 2010, This is his last
0: this year. This will be his
1: last term. So he'd done six years prior to this of so 2012.
0: So those are, the, those are the... That's what we know. So I'm going to let you guys take it from there. I have my, my own thoughts on that. I mean, this. if you
1: want to lead us off into it, go ahead.
0: There's a vetting system by, by the Democratic Party, and they did a crappy job vetting this. Or they just didn't care. Which, as a human being, I think they did a terrible job. They should have not never let him run for office on the House Majority Pro- Project. As far as um, he did not do this in the workplace, and that this leads to the whole Me Too movement and, and the fact that we, the Capitol has no workplace policy and it's a total complete cluster F.
1: You can say fuck.
0: It's a it's a clusterfuck fire. Let me put it that way. Um, uh, but he uh, he did bully uh, Representative Valdez this year. That's a fact. Another fact is he's done some great work in the in the um, in in the House. The, the, but the thing is, is that he did not punch anybody in inside of the Capitol. Take it away boys is I that why
1: they're saying they don't want him to step down it's because he didn't do it either is that why is, the party's but, silent and why basically everybody's like he's sort of being insulated by the democrats
0: i i'm not going there i God. have my i think this might turn in oh i'm not going there <laughs> i i this is going <laughs> to be so the, this, the this is going to be huh? the republicans me too and they're going to mm-hmm. go they're going to go at Yeah, this is going to be the Republicans' revenge on the Me Too from last year. Well, no, I think it's even
1: revenge from Kavanaugh in the sense of just local, like, oh do what do you think?
2: I mean, this one's like, this is a hard one for me, right? Because violence against women is a a major issue that has now come to a forefront, right? Mm -hmm. And we are at this point now to where, you know, you think about watching shows like Mad Men, where men were raising their fists towards women and that was uh, considered to be acceptable behavior. And I'm happy that we've come to the point that we understand that this is something that we can't do. But at the same time, people have, you know, they've elected him to an office. He has gone through the 1999 and the first case that was adjudicated. Mm
1: -hmm. I think that was a pled down harassment and uh, Mm -hmm. he had a restraining order and stuff like that.
2: and, uh... And that one's one of those things where, on some level, there is the thing of he's done, he's gone through our judicial system, mm-hmm. and to relitigate something and to ask somebody to step down for something that they've gone through the legal system for. Serve their penance. Their yeah. Yes. Is um, on some level cruel. But at the same time, I don't support some of the statements that have been made by black local leaders mm-hmm. talking about this is the modern lynching. Yeah. Um, to me, the modern lynching is black men who get gunned down in the streets yeah. without any due process. Well, and I
1: think that's been the biggest issue with this whole thing is the the tact that they've used at coming at it. Like, they're, they, they're calling it an attack on Javon instead of Javon just, you know, saying, you know, it, it's inappropriate. Like, he, he probably, he made mistakes in the past and, you know... It, it's not about trying to deny anything. It's about ownership and responsibility, in mm-hmm. a sense. And I, I don't want to try to speak for women because I'm not the person to do that. But, at the, same, <laughs> do. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I mean, do you want uh, to say something? Yeah. Yes,
0: I do. Javon, if you're listening, as a woman who's experienced sexual harassment in the Capitol, I appreciate you. I think you've done some great things for the minority community. I think it's time that you resign. I'm not a black person. I understand that there are a lot of people who are not of color who are going to be against you and that you have probably atoned a lot for your past, but I think it's time for you to step down.
1: Can I um, just ask though, on a political strategy level, would it be more beneficial to the party If he stepped down prior, and they had to scramble to find a replacement two weeks before the election, or if see if he wins the election, which he likely would, because it's a relatively safe district for him, see if he wins it, and then step down and allow a vacancy committee to just put somebody in the spot.
0: I agree. I think it's just the honorable thing for Javon to do to show that you've atoned for your your past.
2: But I will. This is I would have to ask: Are we not applying the double tax? This is now information that is being given to voters if they do elect him does the party not have a responsibility to let people have the person that they want to represent them represent them i mean there's
1: something to be said for that like if the voters actually pick him, but i mean how informed are the voters at that point i mean it's pretty widespread definitely amongst the community and i mean i imagine most everybody's heard of it but who knows
2: that's the case with every election now is how informed are the voters and just because they are a informed doesn't mean that they lose what they should their representation.
1: Well, and it goes to like as long as there's that R or D behind the name, it's somebody who's gonna vote for. Them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's another problem. Democrats in the system, get your shit together.
1: I mean, I'd say it's a to Republicans too, but I don't imagine they'd listen, so <laughs> uh yeah, <that> <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean the Javon thing has been a really big button issue lately in the area and it's sad to see because you're right he was such a hero for a lot of people in, in the capital he's done, good work. he's done some great work and it's sad to see that happen i mean think about like with barney frank or something like that he at the senate he did great work too but yeah. the minute something came up he was like you're right i need to reflect on this step back understand that you know my behavior was inappropriate but it goes back to what you're saying too about he, he served his penance in the first one for sure like he, for sure. he had the adjudication everything went through and then we focus on the second one where i believe it was the woman recanted her statement yeah. later and what kind of credibility do you give that because there's a lot of there's a lot of weight to be given to the first statement made in the sense of, you know, it's generally more accurate, but at the same time, like if she did lie just to get him in trouble or something like that, but I mean, where is the lie? What's the line, like, we don't know what happened. So
2: And and it really does get into the thing where I we have to believe the women in this in these cases. Absolutely. Because you know, um, I will always say that, you know, we look at racial privilege and honestly, I'm like, the first privilege is male privilege, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, That's the I, one, yeah. Understanding that, I, um, I want to be cautious and respectful to the fact that these are events that we know, um, that one, we know what happened. He was definitely at fault. And then one where we have conflicting statements, but um, that still indicates that something happened. But it's only conflicting after the fact, that's yeah. the thing. So. And so in that case, you, I, I do think there's a responsibility that, that he has to search his own soul and he has to really think about, is he truly being a reflection of his party and his community? But at the same time, I'm I'm weary of saying that people who are going to vote for him are not allowed to that representation for them. And, you know, shame on Democrats for not putting somebody more qualified, who doesn't have... And not properly vetting beforehand. Exactly. Out there. Yeah. But then again, I mean, that's shame on the Republican Party. That's probably the shame on any independent thing.
1: Any House that does that, really, yeah.
2: Yeah, and we have to demand more from our elected officials because they are in the public eye and they represent us. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's like a good situation for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, let's go ahead and move over to talking about the ballot for Colorado. Uh, we're going to focus on state measures, mostly, and uh, state elected officials might delve into a little bit on the local area, because we have Katia with her ballot here today, so we wanted to, to kind of just walk through it and show just how big it is, and I mean, if you got your blue book, you know how big that one is, but let's go ahead and get started on this one. Katya, let's start at the top with Governor.
0: All right, I'm actually voting. All right. All right. I love this guy, Casper uh, Stockholm, because he likes to talk in an Uber. Really? We, we've had some interesting. Uh, he friended
1: me on Facebook once. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize who he was at first. <laughs> I love the
2: political invite on Facebook. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> hey, it, was, it, was, it seemed like his personal page too. It, it wasn't like it wasn't like a political page. <laughs> it was really weird.
0: But uh, but I needless think, to say
1: we're not friends on Facebook. So yeah,
0: I think I'm always I'm gonna have to vote for to get because that's what we have to do.
1: Yep, you gotta do the right thing.
0: That's the right thing? Okay.
1: That's what they say, right?
0: Yeah.
1: For the party, anyway.
0: Yep. Establishment ticket. All right. (laughs) State (laughs) offices.
1: All right, yeah. We start with with CD1, actually, so...
0: Uh, Do I vote for Polis, Stapleton, the Unity Party, or the Libertarian? Wait, wait, wait. What's What's the
1: Unity Party? (laughs) So, yeah, I... um... I don't know, honestly. Let's, Let's find out. Um, but go ahead and talk while I'm looking that up, go ahead and talk about uh, what you were saying about Stapleton a minute ago. Eris? That will be you, buddy.
2: Yeah, no, um, I will say this, right? We have this really fun governor's race that we've talked a little bit about, mainly on the Jared end, but we, we have to talk about Stapleton one more time because that last name in this state means so much to minority communities in the way that his namesake, you know, affiliation with the clan. something that really bothers me—because of not bringing that up, not talking about it, not seeing where he stands on those issues—was to me like just the biggest disqualifier among a whole list of other things.
0: He's not addressing his his uh, background straight on.
1: Yeah, he's sort of uh,
0: tiptoeing around, around it.
1: it. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: we're giving yeah. Melton a lot of a lot of shit, and. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean,
1: I feel like what you're talking about with Melton is more direct actions he's done. And with Stapleton, you're just talking about his family past. I mean, I get, like, you know, if you're raised in that, things are bound to come down. But at the same time, like, you know, you can't hold him accountable for what his ancestors did.
2: That's true, but I can hold him accountable for not dispelling whether or not he has those thoughts and beliefs. Absolutely, Um, yeah. And he needs to sit down and say it because I'm, I'm tired of these people saying that there are good people on both sides. There's one person on the side of racism. There's one person who's on the side of not being racist. Yeah. And that one's the side so. that I'm taking every single time. It's a pretty clear-cut line there. So, yeah. Alright, what's
0: um, the Unity Party?
2: So, the Unity Party is the
1: newest party in Colorado, as they say on their website. Uh, it is a party of America, a centrist organization in 37 states and counting. Oh, no, is, I know. It's oh, fighting yeah. for balanced budgets, term limits, and Outlawing of partisan gerrymandering And many other common sense positions In other words, Coloradans were fighting for you and every other American As it says on their website So um,
2: Republican too?
1: Uh, probably, it's, it's honestly re-
0: It's Republican uh, light, I think
1: Well, I think it's Republican aimed at taking away uh, Democrat votes is probably an idea. Yeah. So,
2: Republicans blatant racist. Probably,
1: I don't. I don't know honestly. Um, I've never heard of them before. It says they're a brand new political party, which leads me to be somewhat skeptical about them. If they're coming about in this new age of way we're doing things with a lot of money to blow and all that kind of stuff, so. Um, who knows? Uh but they're on the ballot. So that's their
0: website? Uh, I highly uh their, them their, to their website
1: their <laughs> web Yeah. Yeah, if y'all want to come on, I'd love to talk to you for a minute about what you do. Uh it's UnitypartyColorado.com. So that's their website. Um to plug for you too. So hopefully that helps you want to come on.
0: All right. Jared Polis, Diane Primavera, you got my vote.
1: Well there you go, there's one.
0: All right. Moving on to Secretary of State. Wayne Williams is a Republican. You are very, very huggable and kind of bearish. (laughs) Jenna Griswold. uh, I don't think I've ever met you, but we'd love to talk to you. was
2: Griswold the name of the person from... um,
1: Um, Vegas Vacation. Yes. Yes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Christmas Vacation and all, yeah, the Griswold We'd also
0: love to talk to, like, Chevy Chase. Um, Uh, I mean,
1: yeah. American (laughs)
0: Constitution Party, and approval voting, Blake Huber. Nine. So, I just
1: got to bring up real quick. Unity Party, you couldn't fill this one?
0: I wasn't. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I <laughs> like they
1: might have shot at this one. Right? Like, <laughs> fuck. I'm,
0: I've heard good things about Jenna Griswold.
1: Yeah. She's a good person. I, I've met her several times, and she's always come across as very genuine and really uh, knows what she's doing that's the okay.
0: thing i am automatically going for dave young for state treasurer he's been a great advocate for people with disabilities so, and he's been a great representative
1: sounds like that was an easy one yeah that's attorney good.
0: general george oh, brockler who likes to <laughs> execute people and uh <laughs> phil weiser who not very nice to a friend of mine when he was a waiter
1: is there a third person there
0: and William F. Robinson the third, libertarian. Hmm. So So the the True Hater Oh. Or the, yeah, okay. or the um the guy who executes people.
2: The true haters or Wait, wait, okay, so the oh, guy Leiser. let's um, go with uh I have to ask a question first. So how many people are in death row in Colorado? Three. And they are all what color?
0: Black.
2: Yeah, let's not go with the guy who's gonna kill the black people.
0: I mean, All right, I'll go with Phil Weiser. Sorry, um, Well,
2: I mean, I got to say, that. I
1: mean, like, there, there's a lot of, like, I don't want to say doubt or anything, but it's like, not a lot of emphasis on supporting Phil Weiser. I mean, he's definitely the better guy in this situation. In this
0: situation. And I,
1: I think he, he'll do a great job, but it's just, like, you know, he didn't inspire much hope, I think,
0: or, um, or inspire much,
1: like, confidence. Or, I, well, I don't know how to say it, honestly. He,
0: he's very vanilla. I don't think he's very relatable. I, I think he'll do a, an okay job.
2: Yeah. I mean, to some extent. Um, how relatable is any
0: warrior? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we got one right here.
1: If, if I can say that, like, the one thing I would say to Phil Weiser is man the fuck up and take on Tabor, man. You, you are in a That's great fair. position to take on Tabor. You can decide which cases to move forward, which cases not to. You can decide which ones you want to fight against. You know, you are a very strong position for that, and because it's been a Republican there for a long time, it's been very difficult to do that. True. So, if you do win, this is your chance to really make a difference. And
0: we'll put our, our forces behind you, Mr. Weiser, if you do that.
2: hmm Absolutely. I endorse anybody who would ever take on Tabor. Right. Um, because I know it's been the third rail of Colorado politics, but... <laughs> Damn, that thing yeah. is a horrible piece of policy. It
1: really is. And as an attorney general, you have a lot of power in the position of helping to chip away at it, if not destroy it entirely. So,
0: go for do it, that.
1: Buddy. Yes, do please.
0: It. Regent right. for Colorado at large, I'm going for the Democrat, Leslie Smith.
1: I, I gotta say, like, I mean, I don't really know much about any of these people.
0: I, I know I, I've never she's, met Leslie
1: or anything like that.
0: I'm seeing her. Have you? And, uh, you know, I the spending habits of the Democrat, I'm going with. Even though you guys think I don't pay taxes. So. <laughs>
1: we, we, we didn't say you didn't pay tax said you taxes. We didn't say you didn't taxes. like it. You just know you really hate it.
0: <laughs> okay, District 32.
1: Okay, so this is your state Senate district. Yep. This is the one you live in. And I actually used um, to live in that one, too. And, Robbie
0: Rodriguez.
1: Oh, that's my boy. He lived right down the street from me. Yeah. I loved hanging out with him.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I think he's got a great shot of winning this one, and I'm imagining you're probably gonna vote for him, but yes, pick who you want. I shout out to Robbie. I'm
0: voting there for him. There you anybody. go.
1: That's one. It's one in the bag.
0: I guess for some uh, reason I i really <laughs> so, Okay, so my, my only st- choice, my
1: state representative was Chris Hansen in, in six. He uh he was unopposed as well. Like, huh. It feels like there's just. A stagnation for like with the term limits it's just you sort of let people ride it out and you don't really challenge them or anything like that granted they'll leave eventually but if,
2: you, know, you can you can do a lot of damage you a get a lot of, of complacent <laughs> <time>. <laughs> so? you
1: get a lot of complacent people too that just sort of ride through it yeah. I'm not saying like that Alec Garnett on yours or that Chris Hansen on mine necessarily is it's just you know sometimes I feel like that can be an issue and happen
0: oh yeah yeah and he has no opponent apparently yeah
1: and they, they don't really politic. They don't get out there. They don't stomp the ground for other people. Just, well, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, It doesn't.
0: Yeah. I'm going to shut my mouth.
1: I mean, it goes along the lines with the first vote you did with Diana again. sort of like, yeah. you know, she's not really present all the time. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, no.
0: No. The next is uh, judges. And it's very important to look at the judges because some judges are just awful and some are incredible. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a website.
1: Yeah. So, um, because there's so many judges here, and it's really difficult to go through everybody, we we are short on time. Um, we we go ahead and tell you to go to Ballotpedia to look up your judges. They have a lot of good information on there. Maybe help you make a decision in some way. At least learn something about the judges as far as like their past and what their education is, what they've done, stuff like that. Um, okay, let's move on to the statewide initiatives real quick. Uh,
0: do you want to do amendments?
1: Yeah, we can do amendments. Let's-
0: Let's just. Um, Do um, do we want to
1: go to ones that we in particular want to talk about? Um.
0: Yeah. Let's go to propositions. Proposition one hundred and nine, which is.
1: That's the highway funding by taking out a loan and no way to really repay it, right?
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say no.
1: Yeah, because I mean, there's no mechanism to pay back the loan. Like, I mean, it says we're gonna pay all this interest, and it's just like, where does that come from?
2: and how does that affect the state later on down the road? Exactly. We're, we're going to, yeah. <laughs> on the road.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. um, oh, all cool. the dudes from CDOT just enjoy that one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, Proposition 10.
2: Um, um, this
1: is the one that even Hickenlooper is behind, where um, it's the idea of we raise taxes a bit to take out a bigger loan to fix the roads, and then we pay it back with the tax increase. Hi. So this goes back to Tabor again with you have to have the electorate or the people vote for their tax increases. So the state has to ask us if they can take more money from us in order to pay for roads and bridges and stuff like that.
2: And it is really fun because again, nobody actually likes paying taxes and every time you know I, I see a ballot and I immediately see a tax increase. And I know I jump back for a second like you want to take more money yeah <laughs> and it always becomes um See a real every, hard issue when you know your government can't raise the taxes and they have to go to different people um and really put it on a ballot and say hey vote on this thing with convoluted language that you know you might understand every other word
0: i'm gonna vote no
2: okay when, well, yeah. your right to do that and that is what you have to do um yeah.
0: Proposition 11, this concerns payday lenders, and I'm 100% behind this. Yes,
1: so this one caps payday lending interest at 36%, correct?
0: Which is very high to me, but I think... It's, it's not as it, high
1: it, as they get sometimes. I know, right? I
0: know.
2: <laughs> Which is disheartening. Yeah, it really <laughs> no. is. They've, oh.
0: they've dealt with this in the House and the Senate for years, and, and even, a lot of Democrats have actually um, been payday loan sharks. Mm. So, uh, I a lot think of people
1: make money off of it for yes, sure. Yes, totally. It's probably a yes on that one. Is that it?
0: Yes, sir. All right. And then Proposition One Twelve. Let's talk about that.
1: All right. So setbacks.
0: <laughs> it's oil Aris, and
1: gas. All right, with the ooh. This
0: is, <laughs> this is oil and gas. So it's basically about, should there should be a statewide minimum distance for new oil and gas development, changing existing distance requirements to require that any new oil and gas development, it's fracking. Yeah. So any new fracking. Has to has be
1: 2,500 feet, right?
0: Yeah. So, of course, I, I'm going to vote yes.
1: Yeah, you want to keep it away from people. But, I want to I mean, keep it
0: away from. But what
1: about the argument? Not necessarily the lost jobs argument. Cause that, I mean, that one's kind of BS as far as I like the so current too. wells aren't really going to be affected. This is about new development, right? Um, but it severely limits where they can start to develop in the future. It like cuts it to where there's almost going to be no. Well, there'll still be
0: wells for people to to throw their uh, murdered wives and children into. Well, no, you do
1: that in the the mines, not the wells.
0: No, you know what happened in Decano. No. So it's all brilliant. The guy who murdered his wife and children. that will be. A
1: huh. <laughs> 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 well, that took a good detour. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the guy <talks> really bad.
1: <laughs> we are not saying that fracking is murdering. No. No. <laughs> but, oh. Oh okay. my God. Okay. Back to the initiative. <laughs>
0: All right. I'm voting. Um.
1: What's... You said yes, but I mean, you vote the way you got. Yeah. Around. You vote however you please. My
0: my yeah. My parents. You know are against this, but.
2: I am... it, it is weird that we have not revisited what the standards are, and this is what we're having put in front of us. So I... No, it's fair. Well, and
1: the countless dollars that the oil and gas is putting into this campaign too to fight oh, it.
0: Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I
1: mean, they're they're literally paying people to just stand on street corners with signs. Lots of campaigns do that, but usually it's volunteers, they're mm-hmm. paying people.
0: Of course. So,
1: um,
2: (laughs) Just shaking your head over here. I I have no words sometimes um, because I'm just like, I always thought those were just good American volunteers. Uh, (laughs) Not all the time. Not always.
0: Moving on from dark jokes. Was that it? Yeah. Well, for propositions
1: Um, in in favor of time. What were some of the amendments? Just real quick.
0: Uh, Amendments.
2: Uh, Here, I, I do have one amendment that I want to, you know,
0: go for it.
2: bring up. And especially because I don't understand how in a developed country we still do this. But Amendment A, oh. which is a civil rights and constitutional yeah. language. That's the one whatever. I want.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yep, and it is basically saying that when you are incarcerated... you you are able to then be brought into indentured servitude or slavery. Uh To be in a state like Colorado, understanding the history of our state and the complexities of who's led our state, I am still shocked that this is something that we haven't changed. Um, Well,
0: it was on the ballot two years ago, and people didn't vote for it for some reason.
2: Yeah, and I I don't know if it's because we look at our prison population. Yeah and we kind of disassociate ourselves away from their humanity. We do. It is, it is a correctional institution. It is not the... These right. are still people. Yeah. Like, I
1: make that argument all the time. These are still people. They still deserve civil rights, and they still deserve respect, and pay for the work that they do. Exactly. And I completely agree.
0: Um, when I was working for a certain senator, we had some of the most horrible things happen and read some of the read some of the most horrible things i forgot you've
1: done a lot of work on this personally i mean yeah yeah
0: it also it doesn't just affect the prisoner it affects their families and i don't know what the statistics are on um it's usually higher for um people of color to be incarcerated and incarcerated longer so it's a very important amendment
2: it's a important amendment it's an important topic and um you know, I highly recommend the new Jim Crow. I think that's still one of the better books. That's an on.
0: incredible um, book. Thank you for your players.
1: All right, and that would be Katya's ballot. Thank you so much for sharing with us and voting with us, yeah. and uh, I hope that all of your picks do well. Thank you.
2: Yeah. All right, so moving on to um, just wrap up for the end of this pod, um, I wanted to go with something that has been really on my mind this week, which is how homogenous our slate has been for voting this year. And I was just sitting there going, wow, there is a lot of white people. (laughs) And I get it. We're in Colorado. um, It's the demographics. It's the demographics. It's also been called white people's paradise, which contributes to more people (laughs) moving in. (laughs) But there's also a very large Latin community, too.
1: and It's
0: it's smaller
1: and smaller. I guess as more uh, hipsters and man buns move in, it it sort of pushes them out. It's like
0: they're...
1: yeah. yeah. But I mean we're talking statewide, though. And I mean, when you talk about statewide, well, it's, statewide yeah. it's still larger. There's a
0: community. lot of
2: communities that still aren't being represented. So that was the one thing that was on my mind this week. And uh, Katya I will now pass it to you.
0: Okay. I thought this was uh, a joke, but apparently it isn't. From the BBC, a Catholic priest in California, an exorcist, Father Gary Thomas planned to counter this spell by saying prayers for the justice at mass. Now, uh, a bunch of witches in Brooklyn uh, (laughs) placed the hex on Judge uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Uh, and they put it online. So I guess you can Google that and watch the hex online and perhaps the exorcism online. I'm not really sure.
1: Heck, I'd say if you go watch the hex, try and repeat it and see if you can make it actually work.
2: <laughs> Wait. Okay. So, are we at the point now where we're just going to resort to hey, this hex thing now? That that will fix it. Not not people voting um to improve society. We're going. Yeah. We're I'm just going to curse you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty so terrible. Oh, if
0: you look up Catland, as in you know, Catland books. Um, <laughs> you, you will see voodoo dolls, and they all have pictures of Trump and Kavanaugh on them, which scares the hell out of me. Okay, so, it's so down the
2: street where they had. The, look up
0: this up on on Facebook or uh, the BBC. And on
2: to you, Mr. Um, Saeed.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to end on a more heavy note, honestly. Um, I wanted to talk about Jamal Khashoggi, the Saudi journalist or U.S. resident who was murdered by the Saudi royal family, or in particular, probably this Saudi crown prince. It's really devastating to see a member of the journalist community and stuff like that that was just speaking their mind, talking about what they saw in the world and things going on around them. And they become silenced by people who fear that, like who want to consolidate power and want to dominate things and make it so that, you know, just average people can't live their normal lives or we can't go about our world in a a more honest fashion. It really just, it saddens me and it's a bit of a heavier note. Scary
0: and sad.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the, the scariest part about it is sort of the level of impunity that they're going about it with. Uh, the idea that it doesn't seem to really be affecting anything, you know, we're sort of placing, even Trump did the sort of mental analysis on TV himself, where he was like, you know, it's a terrible thing that happened here, we don't want journalists dying, but we have this huge arms deal, and we need to make billions of dollars, and it's at what, what cost is, you know, the ideas of freedom, and talk about all the sacrifices a lot of people in this country have made, and that's the sort of model you want to hold up, so I don't I don't agree with it, so... Do you guys have anything to say? Um, I
0: hope you have a good week.
1: And... <laughs> Easy. Well, yeah. So this has been politically pissed. We thank you for joining us. Um, hopefully, most of our talks can be more uplifting and uh, funny. But uh, we hope you've enjoyed your time with us, and come back next week. Uh, we'd love to have you back. Bye.
0: South, East and Westerns Yeah, guns close, doors to the system Yeah, fuck them when we say We're not with them, we're solid and